This season of Sincerely Human is sponsored by the Riley Sway Foundation. Through community-focused programs, Riley Sway inspires teens to lead with empathy and kindness. From connecting student leaders to awarding grants for projects that amplify kindness in local communities, Riley Sway Foundation equips the next generation of leaders with the tools they need to make a positive impact in the world. Please stay tuned for Kindness Calling, our post-script segment featuring the remarkable teens from Riley Sway Foundation. Fighting for climate is not only an act of kindness, it is an act of love. This is the only place we human can call home. We all need each other when it comes to awakening people and making a collective effort to save the planet. You're listening to Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. Laurenta, CEO of Human Group Media and your host. Welcome to the show. Today's guest is Leah Namgara, a 17-year-old activist from Kampala, Uganda. When Leah was 14, she learned about climate change after watching some devastating news on TV. I saw disturbing images of landslides in my country that killed many people and left many children homeless. I asked what the cause was and most of their answers were deforestation and climate change that brought extreme displacement and heavy rainfalls. So I dug deeper on how to solve the issues since leaders had given a deaf ear and majority of people knew nothing of the cause of all this. Leah wanted to bring awareness to the issue. She took inspiration from Greta Thunberg. She missed school every Friday to fight for our planet. And I was just one year older. And I felt like I can do what she was doing. And eventually more people will join me and do the needful. Leah started Fridays for Future Uganda, but soon realized that many adults didn't see climate change as a crisis. The greatest challenge I have faced during my activism are the attacks I get from adults and teaching the adults about the changing climate, about the damages we are facing. People choose profits over life. Their reasoning is based on survival, based on is there food on the table, but they're not thinking about the climate crisis and how it's affecting their lives. In 2021, police detained Leah and her fellow climate activists during a strike. Leah says that they told them they were being arrested for not following COVID guidelines. But that wasn't true. We're having a global climate strike with uh, my team and other youth climate activists. And we were arrested, but we all had masks on. We all were a few number, like 50 So we're all doing the social distancing. Protesters were arrested for half a day before being released. I feel like the climate crisis, we need to raise awareness in Uganda. The whole world needs to be aware about the changing climate. But 
in countries like mine, we are not allowed to raise awareness. It is very heartbreaking and disappointing. But this experience didn't stop Leah. I knew I had to lead by example. And on my 15th birthday, I chose not to cut cake, but to celebrate my birthday by planting trees. The rate of deforestation in my country was alarming. And what is there to celebrate when my home is being destroyed? And then this time around, I surprised my parents and told them not to buy any cake or throw parties for me anymore, but instead join me in the field and plant 200 trees. And I was with my family, together with my friends and relatives. This gave birth to a project called Birthday Trees. Through the hashtag Birthday Trees, Leah is inspiring people in Uganda and around the world to use their birthdays as an opportunity to help with the climate crisis. This is one of the ways of saving our planet. You can imagine how fast we can bring back our lost forests through everyone planting the years they are making on their birthdays. Leah has also started a petition to ban single-use plastics in Uganda. It is very evident that human activity is the leading cause to the changing climate. I think my country is not taking the climate crisis seriously because they won't be around to face the consequences of the climate crisis and the consequences of their inactions. So they're not taking this seriously and being selfish. But Leah is aware that the fight for our future is a global one. For this reason, Leah would like to speak to President Joe Biden about this issue. Mr. President, you have the most powerful office in uh, this world and your office has the tools to save this world from the climate crisis. When America sneezes, the whole world catches a cold. Your greatest regret in life could be the things you choose not to do when you had the power to do it. This planet is the only place we all can carry on our legacy. Leah also wants to encourage listeners to keep fighting to save our planet. Fellow humans, what we are going through is harsh. It is threatening human survival. So we, we can't wait for the climate crisis to knock on your door for you to take action. Be the change that you want to see. Protect the only place we call home. Fighting for climate is not only an act of kindness, it is an act of love. This is the only place we can call home. It is home of different species. We all need each other when it comes to awakening people and making a collective effort to save the planet. My dream is to create a safer, cleaner and healthier planet. And I think being kind or having an act of love towards the climate is human. If you want to connect with Leah Namgera, you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Namgera Leah. We'll put the link in our show notes. In this edition of Kindness Calling, 
We're featuring Candid Community Care and its founders, Michelle Ruiz Fuentes and Frank Sheffield. Michelle and Frank are currently in college, but met when they were attending Sandy Spring Friends School in Maryland. So uh, here at Candid Community Care, we're a team of uh, youth and volunteers uh, in the D.C. area, uh, mainly me and Michelle. That's Frank. And we strive to tackle uh, social inequities uh, with the American healthcare system. And so we strive to provide equitable access and opportunities for all human beings. So not prioritizing one's health and not prioritizing any other factors, whether that's race, economic status or anything like that. And then today, um, it's a slow process because you can't tackle the healthcare system all at once. So uh, we started by providing essential goods and services to members of uh, low-income communities free of charge. And so that's where we start really building uh, from the roots up. In addressing a massive issue such as health inequity, Michelle explains how they are solving it in phases. Frank did just kind of mention how our focus is health equity and how can we really ensure that everyone receives that. And in order to address that, we kind of thought in stage one, what is health and how do we address that? And we thought that a lot of times people like make the association that health is like doctor visitations or access to like insurance and things like that. And the way that we perceive that it's yes, but health is also just general wellness. So like every day, like what access, what opportunities do you have? Like do you have access to like daily hygienic products? Can you take care of yourself, mental health? It's a lot of different things. So as Frank mentioned right now, we're working with like creating hygienic kits for like necessities because oftentimes we don't think of that as like healthcare, but that helps our wellness and it really helps us function. So that's where we're starting out. For Michelle and Frank, the idea for Candid Community Cares came about because of COVID. So during that time, any disparities that existed in our area were really exacerbated. And specifically, we looked at how families that were already living on survival mode, it was just really hard to now have to like pay bills and try to buy everyday items. And we thought that wellness during that time was also such like a very important aspect of us, but it was also something that was such at danger, like whether it be like you were unemployed and you couldn't really do this or you were personally affected by COVID. So during that time, we really wanted to help our community and Wellness and health was like our priority. And we thought about hygienic products because we thought this is a lot of things that people overlook. Like we might have access to like toothpaste and soap and we don't think about how not everyone is, that's like an easy thing to purchase. So that's why we started with that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's often those little things that are, that are overlooked that we really tried to focus on. Uh, those little pieces, not just doctor visitations or what type of healthcare plan you have, but more, are you able to keep up your well-being, able to keep up your daily health? And so uh, providing things such as uh, deodorant, toothpaste, shaving cream, and stuff like that to community members in need is really where we try to aim our first focus. While their program is still very much a work in progress, Michelle and Frank recognize how far they've come and who helped them get to this point in their journey as changemakers. At first, this was all like theory and ideation. It's like, what if we won this grant and and we partnered up with Call for Kindness? What could be? And it's so like beautiful and nice to see that a lot of skills that we learned in high school, like organizational, public speaking, working with compassion, kindness, it's just now we're actually able to like really do all of that with the help of like an organization, our sponsor, the Mary Sensor, like the organization we work with, because now it's like, it's not just us like thinking about this issue. It's everyone very focused on this, very passionate about it and really working towards the end goal of like equity and wellness and like including everyone in that conversation. 
Finally, Frank shares why kindness is so fundamental in the work they do at Candid Community Cares. Kindness, just, I think it's truly what drives our work here at Candid Community Care. You know, obviously within our mission, our goal is to just lend a helping hand to those individuals who've been overlooked just through society and stuff like that. But uh, at the same time, we, we kind of see that as we began our work, our kindness kind of just grew or, or inspired others to to help in with us. And so uh, many times, like uh, through our like in-kind donation drives, we're actually assembling the hygiene kits and stuff like that. You'll see the joy on people's faces as they come in and volunteer, as they write notes to, to put in bags to give to people and stuff like that. And so kindness is really the spirit that goes along with everything that we do. And I think that honestly what makes it so special what makes it seem like it's a it's a it's a problem that can really be tackled because as you inspire more and more people people go out and make that change too if you want to learn more about candid community cares you can reach out to them at candidcommunitycare at gmail.com that's it for kindness calling thanks again to our podcast sponsor riley sway foundation On January 20th, Riley Sway Foundation opened its annual national initiative, The Call for Kindness. Teens from all around the country can submit their projects and ideas that are designed to drive change and inspire kindness in their communities. Winners will be given $3,000 each to help implement their projects with their school or nonprofit partners and will participate in a year-long leadership fellowship. To learn more about The Call for Kindness and other life-changing programs at Riley Sway Foundation, please head on over to RileySway.org. Links are in our show notes.